Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeld and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, guys. Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast. Today, we have the Corden brothers, Paul and Tim, and we're going to talk about them opening up or starting a Restore Effect Center. We're going to touch a little bit on the PDR video club that they have released, and we might even get into Tim's new ventures in the health and wellness space. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Hey. What's happening? Thanks for having us. Yes, always fun time um, to get you guys on and talk about literally anything. So I'm excited about it. Um, we can cover it. But I said we start with um, just opening up Restore Effect Center. We obviously talk about that a lot on this podcast, um, among mixed in with a lot of other things. Um, but I think it's fair to say, Paul, that um, you know a lot of guys trust in your opinion and see you as a leader of the industry, and so. Um, you starting a restore effect center is probably something that people would want to know about. So, sure. How did that happen? Yeah. So, uh, so it's interesting. I think the first person that, that, uh, gave exposure to me about it, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Dave Butte in Windsor, Canada was one of the first guys that was like, Hey man, did you guys see this thing at MTE? This is, uh, you know, probably three, four years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, no, I didn't see it. And he's telling me about it. And I'm like, okay, you know, sounds interesting, whatever. Was it didn't really know much about it, and then over the course of time, as as I was talking to Dave, Dave and I have a good relationship, and um, and hearing kind of his development of it, uh, it piqued my interest. And then at some point, um, you know, I think we got to experience, you know, the difference, seeing some befores and afters, uh, maybe even saw it in person. Uh, we ended up, Tim and I ended up, uh, you know, jumping into a license in Virginia with a third partner, a guy that we were working and, and uh, leasing from at the time who owned a recon company. And, um, and in the middle of all that and launching that after we got trained and, and all that stuff, um, that guy suddenly passed away. So that was a, that was a major issue. And, and, uh, the, the license at that point got caught up in probate because you had three partners and you had, you know, all this stuff with the estate, you know, um, getting sorted out. So there was a huge delay in that. Well, uh, long story short, uh, the license became available again for purchase, and that was probably last year in April-ish, if I remember, April or May. So um, Tim and I, you know, decided, okay, we're interested in it, you know, ourselves. So we ended up going through the process. We got a hold of that license for for Northern Virginia, and um, and we wanted to launch it in the space that we currently operate Den Shop out of. Uh, but we subleased that space, and because of the the landlord, the guy who owns the lease on it. Couldn't make that happen in the space that we we're currently in. So it's a little bit delayed at this point, uh, but we saw the value in it because um, it was it was an interesting, it was it was like the, it was like PDR for paint, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. So paintless dent repair, basically it, we can fix dents really quickly without disturbing the original factory finish or changing any parts uh, and, and keeping, maintaining the value of the car and, you know, the, con the continuity and the uniformity of the paint, uh, you know, um, color and the fit and the finish of the parts and all that stuff. So we saw restore effects kind of like PDR in that we can restore paint on people's cars without removing the base coat um, and adding layers to the clear coat and then giving them a, a phenomenal result uh, where people, when they see the finished product, think that the whole car has been repainted. And so I felt like that, that story was so compelling that it was worth us, you know, jumping into and then trying to offer to our market. Um, and we saw the potential in it, so that's what we did. And that's yeah. kind of where we're at right now. We haven't officially launched the Northern Virginia chapter uh, or uh, uh, region of it, 
Um, but we are, and there's a couple other pieces of that story I haven't touched on, uh, but, but it is that we have the license and we're looking to see how we can get that launched here in the near or uh, a mid future, you know, Tim, you want to add anything to that? Uh, well, I mean, I think the other thing is, you know, just to, to kind of parlay it with, with PDR and how drastic a difference it is when we're done is how fast it is, right? Like, I mean, the whole car is transformed in basically a day, right? which um you know more often than not we hear dealers complaining about cycle time right how long it takes if it's got to go to the body shop how long it takes to recon a whole car right that's probably what we hear the most from dealers is like they want to shorten that time so that they can sell more cars and so when you can transform a car like that so quickly um i think that's what makes it really compelling yeah, I mean, that's, we, we talk about it a lot here, but if you haven't ever seen it, I mean, they're at MTE, they go to those shows now, but just seeing it in person is really, I think that's what's so attractive about it. We we did a car the other day, we had to drive back to a dealer and and my guy who runs my Restore FX stopped at the gas station, put a little gas to make it back. And uh, some guy came across from the get, across the way and was like, I've been in, I've been a detailer and in paint correction for 20 years. Um, whatever you did to this car, like you must be a phenomenal paint corrector. And my guy was like, well, actually like, no, that, that was a red car too. So that helps. Yeah. But, and so it, he just told me like last week and told me the story and I'm like, dude, that's crazy. The guy like saw it and just had to go tell him like, well, I don't know what you did, like what pad you used or what like <laughs> compound. And my guy was like, well, actually it's this like new restore effects thing or whatever, blah, blah. And so the guy was like kind of blown away. But that, I mean, that's the truth though. Well, that being said, like when we did uh, Paul's wife's car, um, we compared like the outer exterior that was restored versus the spot inside the door jam that basically doesn't get any UV damage. And the restored portion was more brilliant than inside yeah, the door jam. For sure. Mm -hmm. So that so that's really interesting. It makes you think, right? Yeah better than factory like you don't want to you know we're never going to use that to market it potentially but you can you can make the case almost no but, yeah. but and, and the and the restore effects clear coat definitely holds up better in like automated car washes than factory clear coat because it's harder yeah 100 so that's what's really cool too because we have a lot of people in our area probably a lot of most areas right because even in our around our rapid city location i mean there's banana car washes right mm -hmm. everywhere because there's so much dirt and dust, right? So people just run through the car washes constantly. Mm -hmm. So, and people around here, they're all about convenience, right? And they're like, yeah, ah, I'll let the car get worn out and then I'll just go replace it when, you know, it's starting to look <laughs> kind of crappy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Ever since I started to restore a fiction, I can't, I can't get myself to go back to a car washing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm like, God dang it, I can't do it. Yeah, well, they, they do rough the cars up. They do, they really do. They really even the touchless ones now i've learned the touchless ones they're just all chemicals now that's how they're touchless they just have like super strong chemicals so i've been like well that's bad too yeah, you know? yeah. so now my car's dirty but at least they make them smell good when you drive through <laughs> that's true <laughs> Shine, they got colorful bubbles my kids like them yeah something to do with the kids colorful bubbles that'll get that'll get yeah, it sure um and you guys so you guys are going to do virginia and Ra rapid city at the same time is that or just well rapid city is already going so yes yeah, yeah so rapid is already going for restore oh. effects um oh. yeah we 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 it went yeah started a little slower than we wanted but the weather was terrible up there for a long time so our manager there he didn't want to start doing demos for dealers until the weather was good enough that they can clearly see the before and after so but he finally got that rolling he's got some cars flowing through there 
So, so, so Tim, explain a little bit about the uh, Rapid City location, because I know they have a ton of other people out there that uh, y'all started that as a hail location, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, we, so, we kind of hailed there. So obviously, outside of hail season, whenever you guys are, are shops empty, right? This is yeah. a good. This is a good fulfillment for those months and and weeks that you don't have hail cars in. Yeah. So it's well, obviously, yeah. It's a, it's a great solution because there's a need year round for it. And then it also helps, uh, you know, it also helps us open the conversation with the dealers uh, for potential dent work in the future as well, right? And then, uh, so we'll see how that goes. You know, it's still early on, uh, but it definitely opens up a line of communication, you know, and as long as we're killing it on service and, and um, you know, being easy to deal with and likable, then it will open up opportunities. There's no doubt about that. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah. a heck of a lot easier to sell something that no one else has an option to sell i have a couple dealers where we've gotten some dent work out of them just because i've been in there for pdr a bunch of different times they have their guy we all know how dealerships are right like i don't there's you don't just i don't want to go bang my head against the wall and their guy's not the worst he's not terrible either so i'm like what, what do i do but now that i get in there with the restore effects side of thing you're like hey while well, it's there you want to just fix the dents so now i'm building them for dents right and so there's a way to open up the door that way too which is actually very mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think that I think that too. When you come into a, an account with a new product or service that nobody else has, and it's got that wow factor, that newness, and that like I didn't even know this existed, and you're mm -hmm. the exclusive person who offers that service, then the dealer tends to be like they're caught up in the whole. They're enamored by the fact that this is new, this is cool. Um, they're loving what you're doing on Restore Effects, and they I think it translates over to their like or their appreciation of you as a person you as a company and so they're like well you're already doing this stuff why don't i just give you some of this other stuff even if i've had a long-term guy right so it's kind of long like, as you're not worse it's kind of right. like yeah as long as you're shoehorn shorn, shoehorning yourself into yeah. the dealer and giving yourself access to p other potential work right if you're a full recon company then you might get some details out of it you might get some right. car wash some lot wash stuff out of it you might you know whatever some interior work but um so it is an interesting kind of like um you know, almost a gateway opportunity uh, for whatever other, you know, automotive service business you got going on that you'd like to get into the door. I think that is a neat aspect of it. Yeah, no doubt. And the exclusive the exclusive part of it is is a big part of the restore effects where they give you the license to the area and they're not going to sell mm -hmm. it to someone else. I mean, the more as I've gotten to the detail world, I, I hear about the PPF companies and the ceramic coating companies and and not to not to knock any of them, but they're they're willing to sell their ceramic coating or PPF to multiple people in the same area. Um, yeah, it's a different sure. business model, obviously, but um, you can't say your PPF is any better than the other PPF. It's the same stuff. It's just right. the shops doing it, you know. Yeah. So um, there is an aspect, I think, I think to that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So can we get on to the? Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. The uh, what do we got? The video PDR club, right? PDR video club. Yeah. 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 So, no, uh, can't go there. <laughs> can't so, go there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we 100% can. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so Tim and I, so Tim and I have always been like, uh, so we've always worked together on figuring out new ways to communicate what PDR is to our customers, right? And, and and communicate all the intricate, you know, ins and outs of, of what PDR, or the benefits of PDR, uh, how, what is, what is PDR compared to the alternative options? And, you know, um, want to present new ways for the customers to be able to 
look at it and see it and go, of course, this makes sense. Why wouldn't I do that? You know, why would I send my car to a body shop and get the left side of the car painted when I don't have to do that? Um, for a lot of reasons that most of the people who are listening to the show already understand, you know, diminished value, uh, color, you know, poor fit, finish or color match, um, you know, Carfax reports, uh, you know, all that stuff, right. Trade and value and all that. But, um, so, so he, Tim and I have over the course of time and, and probably not as much in the public eye, but we've worked on our own messaging for our own company locally and it's done really well. And it's done well to the point where to where when other PDR companies have seen what we've been putting on our own social channels and how we're communicating in our advertising, they've over the course of time reached out and said, hey, can I use that video? Or, or uh, hey, can I use something like that? Hey, can I use the copy from that video? And you know, we've always been pretty open to it. We're like, yeah, okay, you know, use it, that's fine. If it benefits the industry, we're fine with that. So um, we had enough interest in that. And, uh, and then I pulled some people in my private group on Facebook and there seemed to be enough interest uh, to create this uh, offering, right? PDR Video Club, which basically in a nutshell, uh, it's a su subscription-based model. Uh, you can do a quarterly a subscription or an annual subscription. And essentially what happens is you have a professionally uh, produced video. Sometimes it's 2D animation. Sometimes it's like whiteboard animation. Sometimes it's uh, live action video type stuff uh, with professional voiceover and professionally written content, mostly by Tim and I, we're writing specific content to P, about PDR to a uh, uh, an audience who is the consumer. So in other words, your potential client, Ryan, your potential clients, Corey, um, to help dumb down what PDR is and present it to them in the most basic form to get them and persuade them to do business with you, right? To bring their car to, to DentPro, uh, you know, or, or uh, to DentShop instead of go to a body shop, right? We're, we're trying to convert some of these clients, customers that are out there looking for, you know, I got a dent, they think they need to go to a body shop. What they don't know is that paintless dent repair is a viable option. And so we joined forces with a guy named Joel from Jumpstart Video, who we worked with in the past. And uh, we spent quite a bit of money with uh, producing some videos for us that are like this. And, uh, and we decided to go, hey, let's join forces. We'll write the professional content copy. You produce the videos and then we'll make it available to the people who want to subscribe and they'll get a video a week dropping to their inbox. Uh, not, it's not uh, customized. So it doesn't have logos, doesn't have phone numbers, just a basic, you know, video professional content that they can take and use on their social channels or anywhere they want website, YouTube page, you know, social channels. And some people choose to customize and put their logos and their phone numbers on it. Some people just throw it out there and let, let it do its work for them. Um, and so that's what PDR video club is. Uh, we've got some pretty good feedback from it. Uh, haven't had a lot of negative feedback except for the occasional glitch on a video that didn't make it to the, to an inbox. Um, but so far everybody likes it and, uh, and that's what we're doing. And, and we want more subscribers, right? We want for two reasons. Number one, it's a business, right? We want, we want a, our business to flourish. Number two, um, we think that the, the more people that, that bring this kind of messaging to the public, right. And, and start, you know, really educating the public and the consumers out there who are potential PDR clients that they should check with PDR first before they go to a body shop, the better it is for the entire industry, right? So yeah, Tim and I make money on the videos, but the reality is, is this is helping our, our not only our local business, but it's also gonna help our industry as a whole by having some con continuity in our messaging and by having really good high quality content um, for people to be able to consume, to, to better understand what it is that we offer so that we can convert more of those clients from going to a body shop and bring them over to the PDR side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, funny. That's the last episode we released, Ryan, is, um, you know, um, 
Ryan Kay was talking about that same type of thing is like similar messaging across the industry and how and how important that is. And th- if there's if there's been any downside to painless and repair, it's just the fragmentation of the entire thing. Like everybody's talking about different things in different ways and what is PDR and all this stuff. Um, Restore FX, and I don't know if you guys have used it yet, but Restore FX has their you know own, I guess marketing program that's got videos and static pictures and all that stuff and they said a lot of i don't know if you guys do this i'm not a part of the video club at this point but that a lot of the restore effects uh videos are what restore effects isn't and that's what he was telling mm-hmm. us on the last podcast so i don't know it's like there's a lot of dispelling myths in, in pdr and in restore effects seems to be like a theme for all of us it's like what what really is pdr what really is restore effects what's it capable of what can it do what can it do and so most of the videos is like okay this isn't what restore effects is it's not a repaint um and so i don't know if you guys have gone down that road or what your thoughts are on that yeah we definitely touched on on those topics yeah. right so you know to uh you know basically what we've done is when we when we compare what pdr is we compare it to what the alternative option is right and mm-hmm. and we're not trying to demonize body shops or conventional repair but the reality is is if you just use the facts right when you go to a body shop what does a body shop do they sand off the paint they pull the metal stud weld it sometimes they cut it sometimes they replace it and then they you know fill it with bondo and they sand it and they refinish it right and that might include refinishing the the affected panel but also the adjacent panels and they blend you know you might have a dent in a door but you end up painting two doors and a fender or two doors and a quarter panel. Um, so we we like to touch on what we don't do and we like to touch on what the other guys do versus what we do. Um, you know, cause when you, when you get to describe what PDR is, and, and this is true for, you know, restore effects as well. Um, it is, it is a, the least invasive version of repairing a vehicle or restoring a vehicle's finish or it's metal back to its original condition compared to the alternative. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's, that's just fact. I mean, I it think you could ask. To I think if you had sat a body guy down in this in this show right now and you said, "Hey, would you describe to me the process of fixing a dent in a door or correcting, you know, paint on a door?" He would just be factual and tell you these are the steps that we take to do that. And if I were to sit there and explain to you how we would do that with with Restore FX or with you know paintless dent repair, I think it's very easy for the customer to see this is le- less invasive. This is, uh, you know, it doesn't diminish the value of my vehicle the way the alternative would. And so you let the customer decide for themselves what's the smarter option. And that's our goal. Our goal is to present messaging, really good quality content with simple messaging that helps uh, customers come to their own conclusion that why would I go to a body shop if I could use Restore Effect? Why would I go to a body shop if I could use Paintless Dent Repair? And that's the whole purpose of uh, PDR Video Club. Well, and and I think what we found through so many exchanges with, with direct-to-consumer retail customers is that a lot of times, you know, customers only hear 50% of what you say, right? Whether it's because they didn't understand it and they're too embarrassed to ask a question for clarity, right? And even sometimes they ask questions and they still don't quite get it. Because we've had times where Paul and I both will run the same customer through 20 minutes of the process and what we do. And sometimes they still don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. And and we know that we're pretty really good at conveying the message. Uh, and so what we did with PDR Video Club is... How do we hit all the the USPs, right? The unique selling propositions that make PDR so special. And how do we distill it down in a simple way for them to understand? And then how do we say it in as many different ways as possible for that time 
when where it just clicks because we've all been in that situation where we've heard something before and then somebody says it just a little bit differently and then finally it clicks right and they're like oh that's what that meant the whole time so sometimes you look at some of the videos and you're like ah it's kind of redundant well yeah it's redundant intentionally right because we want to hit on our biggest unique selling proposition right which is going to be the speed of our repair which is going to be keeping the factory finished which is going to be not diminishing the value of the car right and being careful how we word that right we usually call it trade-in value because people don't understand what diminished value means or right, when right, it applies sure. right so that's why we we try to say trade-in value right if we have more of their time and we can speak with them then we can have like displaying diminished value but we're dealing with a world where we have such a limited time to get their attention as they're scrolling through their phone we're trying to make it impactful and strike those emotions for them to hang on right and so that's and the reason why we didn't do a monthly offer you know in the pdr video club remember it's 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 uh quarterly, quarterly or annually is because we want the customers to start to see a series of that that content coming from you know your page in order for it to do work because very rarely like remember the old mailers that still go out today like val pack that shows up at your house i mean the last statistics i heard it's like it's got to be the seventh time before somebody starts to recognize your brand from just it flashing in front of them. And that's kind of the, the the logic behind there. And then we try to encourage guys, hey, you know, spend a little bit of money behind those those videos to really bump and boost them on your social media platforms, even if it's just like, you know, five bucks a day, yeah. right? Because yeah. otherwise it's going to the same audience that's always seeing it. You need to get it in front of new eyes. So that's, that's the problem, right? Well, so tell them how much value you're getting out of these videos as well because uh, on money wise because what would it cost for me individually to get one of your videos made compared to what they're paying right uh well well one of these videos we've we've paid up to i think i don't know 1400 bucks for a single video for one of these things and our our plan from the start was how do we make this so stupid cheap for guys to jump on board that it's, right. it's too good you know to not be uh it's too good to not to to not do right so and the problem is is if you never had video made before anything seems expensive like you may think oh i can go get a video made for 200 bucks well we've spent anywhere from i think 1200 bucks to four grand right mm -hmm. um so and that's just for one video well this is like a video a week and so i think we got it down to like 50 dollars a video but it's still mm -hmm. so hard for a lot of guys to to pull the trigger and spend the money right so that mm -hmm. and that's what's tough right and then you got to start doing it and you got to be proactive about using it so um you know it, it, the only way to elevate your business and and you know to really bolster it up in front of the consumers is to start putting content like this out and and then promoting it as well so yeah i think one of you guys said yep, we lost court come on you can do it corey we believe in you maybe it's those those uh california force if i knew where he was getting that i would finish that but i'm not i'm not a mind reader there you go there you go uh drop for a second i saw it um when i started you know doing my coaching and doing my videos and all that stuff one of the biggest fears for anybody marketing anything to anybody is they feel like they're being too redundant because when they say it a bunch of times they think everybody 
they think everybody else is automatically hearing it 100% of all the other times. But that's so that's so far from the truth. Like redundancy is basically required for anything. So when you feel like you're being mm -hmm. redundant on the videos or you put, you know, I would say you sign up for the video, video club and then also do all your own posts, right? In mm -hmm. addition to that, static posts and all that stuff, you feel like it's being redundant. There's still... I, I did redundant things for literally years between podcast posting on social media every single day, running ads, boosting posts, all that stuff. And every day I still have something. Oh, I didn't know you. I didn't know that you did that. Like, I'm sure you guys are like, we've talked about the PDR video club mm -hmm. on podcasts. We've talked about it on this. Like it's probably inside of mobile tech or it's all these different places. And people are like, PDR video club. What's that? Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. redundancy is super, super, super important, even though it feels weird. From coming from our side, putting it on social media, like maybe your mom is going to see it every time. That's just fine with that. And like two other people, but every time, every other time it's required. Well, let I me, say. I'll give you, I'll give you a case in point on that. So, you know, with the, uh, with the price guide stuff that a lot of PDR guys know about and, you yeah. know, now mobile tech RX, I mean, how long has that stuff been around? It's probably been around at this point, at Eight. least, at least 10 years, 15 years, years, right? 10 years, 2014, 15, probably. 10 years. I mean, it, you know, so I was using a price guide personally earlier than that. But yeah. as long as I've been using it, I feel like I've been talking to people about it. And yeah. As long as the price guide has been public, I've, I've probably talked about it a million times, you know, from seminars to, uh -huh. you know, podcasts to whatever. And I still will get questions from guys, whether through Facebook Messenger or text messengers or whatever emails. And they'll be like, hey, what do I do in this situation? It's, and it's to me, it's the most basic thing. To mm -hmm. me, I feel like I've said this a thousand times <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe that people are still texting me and asking me these yeah. questions. And I'm like, that just tells me that as many times as I've said it, there's still so many more people that have not heard that message. They don't understand it. And I, I want to say there's a, st a statistic that I heard where it's something like you have to say something seven times for it to actually be heard by the recipient. So if, if that's the, the statistic, you know, that for every seven times we say something, it's really being caught and absorbed one time. I mean, it, you can't really say it enough, you know, and, and yeah. quite frankly, I mean, even the even the uh, the price guide stuff and and restore effects. I mean, we think we've said it, we think we've talked about it so much. The reality is, is we're going to have to talk about it for the next seven to 10 years, you know, before it really starts to get gain its steam and people understand what it is and value it. Well, let me look there. Let me piggyback on that for a second, because. You know, uh, PDR being around for what? I mean, they're, they're, the earliest reports we heard was like back in the 50s, right? Um, but really didn't start to, to become a thing until the, the early 90s, right? Yeah. Now here we are 30 years later and people still don't know what paintless dent repair is. They still don't know how to say painless and understand it because they say it wrong all the time. And that's where we started. I, I said, Paul, this is clearly not working, right? And, and, and so in, in the in Paul's example of guys um, still learning about the price guide and the system and learning how to use it, that's an, a captive audience who has a vested interest in making themselves yeah. and their business better. So that's way easier to sell. That's way easier right. than yeah. to educate the general public. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it, that's way easier. Now we have an audience that we're like fishing in and trying to. Uh, get them to say to understand. Hey, we're a paintless dent repair company, or in layman's terms, we fix dents in your cars without repainting, and we do it yeah. really fast, yeah. right? So and you can't see it afterwards, and and that's where you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, uh, yeah, that's visibly gone. 
So, yeah. but the uh, I mean, some people that, are still surprised to this day, like, wow, I can't see it. I'm like, you were gonna pay me to, to yeah, still well, see and, it, anyways. And that, well, yeah, and that's and that's where um, and that's where we've really gotten away from trying to push paintless dent repair. Because for whatever reason, there's a disconnect that people just really struggle to get. We always lead with what we do. And then we say, oh, that's paintless dent repair, right? And then we figure out how many different ways we can say it and over and over and over again. So for example, uh, we have a brother-in-law that's been a long time uh, as a partner in different uh, masterminds um, and then had some of his own. And he's like, listen, the coaching that I got from all these guys that were doing it really well, doing really big, he's like, listen, Teach these guys uh, whatever it is that you're going to teach them, and they go ahead and figure out a different way how to teach it, right? And say, don't say the same thing. Don't say the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, right? So because you know we don't have to, we don't have to, you know, give the customer something different every time. I mean, we do one thing. How do we convey that really well in as many different ways as possible? Right. And then how do we get that in front of people to help grow our business and get dollars in the door? Because really, that's what we're all doing it for. Right. We just want to get more revenue into our pocket. I think one of the most fascinating things I've been around painless there for literally my entire life. My dad started up since I've been doing since I was 14. I'm now 37. So this is all I've really ever done. It's the the most fascinating thing to me is that I'm curious what your guys thoughts is that if you talk to a, a person, one-on-one person, there's not, there's not, I don't think there's a single person anywhere that would, that could make the argument that the body shop is a, is better, is a better repair, right? So you got to talk to one person where we're faster, we're less expensive, we're easier. A lot of times we're mobile, we're better for the vehicle, diminished value, all these reasons. So you have this thing that's like so valuable that anybody that, could you could have a conversation with would potentially purchase it over the other thing but no one knows about it it's like always been the most fascinating thing to me and why mm-hmm. and why i have always at the end of the 100 plus episodes i did when i did the pdr coach podcast i asked what do you think about the future of pdr because i think the future is so bright because how could it not be when you have this thing that's so valuable you just have to try to show it to people the only reason exactly. we don't show it to people is because we're all fragmented companies and we all spend a couple grand a month on advertising there's no, yeah, there's no multi-million dollar company. Anyway, that's my thought. Yeah, but the problem we run into also is that we're really, even in our messaging, we're fighting the the insurance giant, right? The insurance company is steering people through their avenues, which are their direct repair facilities and their preferred shops, right? Which we know they send work there for a discount, although they'll deny that, right? Um, but so they're the ones who are educating the, the customers, right? So it's, it's our little PDR companies trying to tell the customers one thing and then state farms on TV saying like a good neighbor, state farms there. And, uh, and and they're hitting them with all these slogans for years and years and years. So when they have a claim, what do they do? They call the insurance company and they're like, well, we can't guarantee it. And well, the insurance company must know, right? They're the big boys. So we trust them. And then you got the little guys, us saying one thing and somebody else saying another and they're like i don't really get this pdr thing that's that's the fascinating part but get get the head of the insurance company the ceo the board of directors whatever there's still 90 percent of situations sometimes we're more expensive than body shops but it's Mm -hmm. pretty rare there's still if you can talk to those people they'd be like oh yeah pdr is way better but yeah well we just don't trust you guys the person that is that like uh, like our, our local Geico guy that comes in and always yeah. does our claims, right? Yeah. He gets yeah. the dent in his car. 
he he's dealing with the direct repairs and all the other shops, Geico shops in our area, right? Because there's a lot of Geico customers here. Every one of their shops is slammed. And what happens when he gets a dent? He comes to us. What do I, that's a lot what I'm of the body guys do yeah. at the body shops? Yeah, how many they get a yeah. dent in their car? Because like I don't want to. Like, I don't want to paint. Car. I want to paint that. Yeah, they bring it to us, right? Yeah. If only the public knew, right? And the only way to do mm -hmm. it is to create awareness. Right. Yep. An investment in the company. That's and that's the biggest problem I think our industry has, and and we're going to find this about you know uh, restore effects as well is it's yeah. simply a, it comes down to awareness, right? right? People just don't know; they're genuinely ignorant of what paintless dent repair really is and what it can do. And I'll tell you what to make the to make the point, it, you can we can just do a simple role play, right? So if if um if I'm standing in my shop and I'm talking to a customer. And, and I simply lay out the fact, right? And, and this kind of alludes to a little bit of what we were talking about. And I said, hey, Ryan, you're into my shop. You're, you're my customer. Hey, Ryan, I see the dent on your door. Um, you, you have two options. And you might ask me, well, what's different between you and the body shop? Well, Ryan, when you take your car to the body shop, they're gonna sand the paint off. They're gonna stud weld your dent. Maybe they'll replace your door. And then when they paint your door, they're gonna blend it into the adjacent panels. You're gonna lose value on your vehicle. It's not gonna match well, may not fit right. And um, it's gonna take you weeks to probably do that. It might take you weeks just to get an appointment, Ryan. Right. And then once you get an appointment for the repair, it's gonna take another three or four weeks after that if parts are available. So I've just laid out the facts of how a conventional repair works. And then on the flip side, I'll say, and what we do here at, at Dent Shop is we, uh, we use paintless dent repair to repair the metal while keeping the original finish intact so that we don't have to repaint any parts of your car. You maintain your, the value of your vehicle uh, you don't have to deal with any poor fit finish or color match on your car and we're done in a matter of days at the most and we'll work with your insurance company and they'll pay us to do it and so when you just present those simple facts side by side right here's pdr here's here's conventional repair and you lay it out that way what would the average what do you think the average person would do they would go too, too good to be smarter true. and better it's too good like this why wouldn't i choose pdr right. or why wouldn't i choose restore right. effects Right. And and so that's really all you have to do. But the problem is we as an industry have not done a good job of putting that messaging out there, of doing of that explaining it simply and doing it at scale on a wide scale basis. And so that is really kind of the, that is the motivating factor behind PDR Video Club. Tim and I yeah. were like, listen, we need to educate our market, our immediate Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro market. And we need to do it consistently over the course of months and years. And we need to do it in a high quality way with high quality content, but also high quality imagery to also help bring the point home. And that's what we did when we put PDR Video Club together. We were like, listen, we know we want and need this for our business. So if we need and want it, we know there's going to be other companies out there that are going to need and want this. And and now it's honestly, it's, for me, it's a no brainer. Like um, I probably will never stop putting content out there like that because it's it's over the course of years and months that you're going to go, wow, we finally infiltrated our local market. Now they think PDR first before they go to a body shop. Um, and in the words of one of my customers one time, when I asked him, I said, well, what happened when you got the dent? And he said, I saw the dent and I thought it's gonna be expensive. These are his words exactly. It's gonna be expensive and I'm gonna need a body shop. And the truth of the matter is that's what most of the general public thinks. They think it's gonna be expensive, which is great for us because we don't have to worry yeah, about our, our prices being too high. Uh -huh. and, it, and they're gonna need a body shop. And what most people tell you when they tell you about their last experience with a body shop, it's usually a negative experience. They're like, it took forever. My car didn't match. They couldn't get the parts. You know, it, it's almost never, a, oh, I had a great experience at a body shop and I can't believe how great the paint match came out. That's almost never the case. So 
you know, you just present the simple facts and you go, these are the comparisons, which is what we're trying to do with PDR Video Club. And then you let the people make the decision for themselves. And it's really that simple. But awareness is the key to getting, you know, that that to happen. Going to a body shop's like going to the dentist. How many people you hear Worse. go to the dentist? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, nobody wants to go. <laughs> uh, who's who's come back from a dentist and said they had a blast? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just like it's just required. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess I gotta do it. You gotta well, do it. And that's and and really honestly, what we found is that the the better job that we do in our own business educating the customers, right? the the higher the satisfaction rating like and i think our our reviews have proved that right and you instill a confidence and then it snowballs right you kill them with mm -hmm. the content up front to get them in the door then as long as you're following up with rockstar service now that's rockstar service actually means the communication with the customers the experience when they first come in with the estimate and then you follow up with you know a rockstar repair and listen, and even if you're you're not at the skill level yet, where you can do you know every dent at a rock star level, you can still manage the expectation of the customer. Exactly. That's what will get you the opportunities to get work in the door. Like uh, like uh, we have a Denali that the claim just just came finished up on. Uh, I think one of our guys wrote the initial estimate. Right, Paul came in halfway through managing the claim. Uh, I think I don't remember what the initial estimate the insurance company wrote. Then we wrote a supplement, I think came back at like 4,500 or they wrote it for 4,500. And then I think Paul just got it approved at like nine grand. And I'm telling you guys, if you saw a picture of the side of this car, which we'll get a picture and we'll post it up at some point in the price event group, or may, we can always forward it to you guys too. I'm telling you, you probably have a hard time seeing the damage on this car. If we just took a photo from the side of the car, because it's damaged at the bottom of the fender and then below the molding on this Denali. And then there's a light crease on the rear door that kind of runs up under the handle into like the wheel well area there, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think you'd be blown away at what the insurance company would pay. Now we did spend time getting educated on knowing what to ask and how to ask for it, right? And how to play the insurance game, right? And Paul's probably better at it than anybody I've ever seen, right? Um, so, but, uh, it, but you won't get those opportunities unless you're conveying that you're an expert in what you do and you are the, the company to go to, right? And the, and the, and the bar is low. It, the bar the bar is low. I think, yeah. like you said, communication is super important. I mean, it, it's such a low bar. Like, answer your phone, and if you can't, call back within twenty four hours, and that's like your top top five percent. I mean, probably pretty close to that. Yeah, and then you're then just be nice and and make them know what you're talking about. And you're you're I mean, you're damn near top one percent of like of a skilled trade person. You've all tried to get a contractor, cement guy landscape guy something if you just answer your phone or call back in 24 hours you're 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 top of the game already it's not like we're asked we're not, we're not preaching big things here yeah mm -hmm. difficult things you know yeah so y'all y'all actually have an option for us to be able to to train with you guys right yeah to learn how to do this stuff yeah mm -hmm. yeah so i so uh both tim and i have have done coaching and training um both in person and uh, and actually, Tim's Tim's actually done some on site for a couple of different companies around the country, um, and uh, and it's uh, you know depending on what the needs are, right? So I have I have co uh, customers who will do want to do virtual coaching uh, that I've done for a while now, and uh, and then we've had a couple of people that have come to our location and basically shot at us in our shop, um, anywhere from a day to a week. Uh, and then very, very occasionally, depending on the, on the company, usually some of the bigger companies who have multiple staff will actually hire us to come in, spend a day or a week with them, sometimes two weeks and, and coach their staff, right? How do we, 
how do we better our PDR business? How do we how do we sell better? How do we write better estimates? How do we manage uh, the, the the front office, the back office, the shop? And so we've done a little bit of all of it. Um, and it's it's I'll just be honest with you, it's not cheap. Uh, but basically, the people that we've worked with, we we pour ourselves into, and we kind of open up the curtain. We go here's here's the magic behind what we're what we do and how we can get such consistent results. And um, the feedback so far has been really awesome. I know. Um, we trained a guy in California and his first month out, they broke their all-time revenue record for the for the month, the first month out, and and landed some uh, insurance claim deals at you know more money on a single car than they ever have in the past. Uh so, so and we're hearing that over and over and over again. I think Katie Detlaff did really well her first month out when she yeah, trained with us and yeah. and um and and a couple other people. Uh, we've I've had a few people that were scheduled and they had to cancel because of different things going on. Another guy out there in California wanted to come in in April. Um, so uh, you know that that is available. Just reach out to us. You know, social channels, email, whatever, wherever you can find us, and we can tell you more about that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's the real deal. And honestly, you know, to go back to something you guys were saying, um, you said it's a low bar, Corey, and and you're right for communication. You're right about that. Yeah. Well, for communication, but I, I would say generally speaking in the industry, it's, there's still a low bar because the industry has been really a bunch of guys with sticks in their trucks, right? Mm -hmm. Only recently have guys like you and Ryan and, and Tim and I and, and others started taking the business seriously like businessmen and going, we want to be taken seriously. And so we're going to create a retail environment. We're going to build a business around this. And um, I personally have said for a long time, and I still say there's never been a better time to be in PDR as far as I'm concerned, right? There are, there are little aspects of our industry that are, that things look bleak, you know, when you're dealing with wholesale hail and you're seeing how guys are giving away the farm. I mean, somebody sent me a, 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 an agreement this year, this was just a month ago or two, where the hail company agreed to give the dealer 55% of the lot, of the entire lot, probably four or 500 car deal, I think is what it was. And I'm just thinking to myself, like that to me seems crazy, right? Yeah, right. Like, like, and, and percentages don't always tell the story. So, with all due respect, I don't know the whole story yeah. there. But just on its surface, I'm, I'm like, and this is somebody, this is somebody who was involved with the dealer that sent me that stuff after the fact, after this hell company came in. But um, there are aspects where, yeah, there's some crappy stuff about our industry where it's it's a race to the bottom. But largely speaking, I mean, if you're a retail organization or if you're an independent you know, guy deal, dealing with dealers and I know independents that are just doing wholesale stuff that are killing it. I mean, it, it's still a great business to be in. It's a great industry to be in. Great time to be in the industry, you know? Yeah. 100%. So I agree, especially on the retail side, in my opinion, like, I don't know, I don't know if you've said it or someone else said it or, or I don't know, maybe I thought it, but the, I don't think so. But the final frontier of the PDR space is the retail market where there's, you know, the wholesale, I, you go to a wholesale or a body shop, they know about PDR. They've heard about it. They have a guy or something, but retail, we're at like 10% of the retail market, maybe that knows about it. So there's a, there's a long way, there's a long way to go. And I, in my opinion, just like any other industry in the next 10 or 15 years in all of our working lifetimes, there will be some very large PDR companies that rival mm -hmm. that wizard or, or, or something like that. Um, there can't just be one massive company. There will be more of them in my opinion or consolidation of yeah. techs or something will happen. It's going to be the people who can portray the message the best, right? Yeah, probably. Well, and I'll tell you this too: don't, don't, um, don't be fooled in thinking that when you 
market your local retail business, right? You and I might post one of these PDR Video Club videos out there, and we think that local retail eyes are only seeing that. The reality is, is dealerships are seeing that, body yes, shops sir. are seeing that. I mean, and I'll tell you, just in our experience, um, we had a East Coast regional VP from Caliber Collision who did some research, saw something online, did some research, called our retail line on a January snowy day and asked if we could come to his house to do two door dings on his personal cars. This is a guy that we actually serviced a number of his stores, right? We were already doing dent work for a couple of the calories. He, 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 he didn't know who we were. So he did yeah. his research. He called us up. We happened to have a slow day. We sent a guy out there the same day, did two door dings in the snow for him, was thrilled, got us an in-person meeting with him, started talking mm -hmm. about how we could expand that relationship. And, um, that that's the power of consistent marketing and messaging of your retail you know business locally because you don't know what you know we think we know who, what eyeballs are looking at us dude we have no you idea no idea you, you don't i mean there could be executives at at you know uh who, you know mercedes uh, at, at mercedes-benz corporate yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, you never know what door that's going to open what opportunity that's going to that's going to afford you so just don't 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 be foolish in thinking that all you're doing is posting the stuff out there for retail eyeballs because yeah. you never know who's really watching. And, and at the end of the day, you know what, you know what the big businesses want to do. They want to deal, they want to do business with people that are like them that take their business as serious as they do that see the value in portraying and messaging what they do is important. And, uh, and I think those are the guys that are going to win in the long run, you know, yeah. the guys who take it seriously. And those well, are the guys I, that I think, I think will have the big companies and the ones that, other people will want to work for because that day is coming. I know that that seems silly, but I still think we still have a lot more PDR technicians that we need. But once that market is, I guess you could say saturated, once it's really, really, really hard to start a PDR business in a local area in Virginia or Sacramento or Lafayette, because there's already three other companies there and you want to get in PDR, there's one other option, go work for somebody. And that's yeah, how businesses yeah. grow. Well, the, the irony in the in the story about Caliber that Paul just told was, you know, we sat in that meeting with uh, a couple of the bosses and um, to figure out how we can, you know, grow the relationship. And he told us straight out, he's like, I want to paint every car on the East Coast, right? But when it came to his own vehicle, yeah, exactly. um, he called us, <laughs> yeah. right? Just another yeah, example, true. the body shop, the guy who runs the whole region, Called up because to, he, didn't, yeah. he didn't want his car painted. Well, he wants to paint every car in the East Coast except, except for, for his wife's car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for the five that he owns. Yeah, exactly. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Right. And, and if only the public knew, if the public only knew, right? And the only way to do it is to invest in your operation and start making noise, right? The people who make the most amount of noise right now online and social media are the ones who are going to get the lion's share, right? Yeah, get big, yeah, big enough, they can't deny it. And that's the goal behind having the PDR video club help do that, right? Some of us are too shy to get behind the camera and talk, can't say it right or smooth or don't have the time. I mean, there's a million reasons why we don't do it, right? The reason why Paul and I don't do it more is because we're kind of lazy in that aspect and we don't really want to. We don't well, want to that's, get in front of the That's camera. secondary, but truthfully, we really don't have the time to produce our own videos. Yeah. Like yeah, we've yeah. cried. No, How many times, Tim, if we set up a camera and we're like, yeah, we're going to shoot this video. And guess what? You get called off by a million other things. But we're also lazy and we're like, you know, we want high quality content done for us, not stuff we have to work on. Cause you know, All you right. guys know as business owners, you already have a million things on your plate. Yeah. You know, in, in, in some, in some ways I look at myself and I go, I'm such a dummy.
for trying to make my own videos in the past. Right. I should have just been hiring that out in the in the past. Let other people do it. I would have been further ahead of my business today. But okay. you know, we we think we're going to bootstrap it and do it ourselves. Yeah. If you go on your, I'll, I'm on y'all's YouTube channel a lot. Like I send, I send y'all do such a good job at portraying y'all's message that I send my customers links to your videos. Yeah. We get, we, you we, ain't the we only get, one either. I know. So <laughs> if you go on, if you go on the dent shop and start from the beginning of when you guys started the, uh, the channel into what it's evolved into now, it is awesome. It's just like, this is the message we need to portray and y'all did a really good job at it. So I encourage everybody to check out their channel. Well, and listen, and, and we're constantly working on it and learning, right? Yeah. So for, well, that's what I, you need to do as a business owner. Well, for yeah. you guys that are out there and you have feedback, right? I, I think one of the best things I did when we launched our new website, um, I made a post and I said, all right, PDR guys, tell me what you hate, right? And tell me the same thing about the PDR Video Club, because you know what it did? Instead of me having to go through every page on the website and find every error and find every spot where the wording wasn't right or confusing or too long and lengthy, everybody, it was like free reign to tell me how you feel without any repercussions, right? And so right. I actually, it kept us from having to go through all of those pages ourselves, right? And I say, do the same thing with the PDR Video Club. Tell us what you don't like, right? Like we want to make content that's, that's valuable and you just you can't do it any freaking cheaper it's like 50 bucks a video right yeah i just it, i just pulled it up that's what it is 50 bucks yeah yeah it, like you just can't do it yeah. it's, it's not physically possible unless you're actually shooting and editing it yourself and if you're a pdr guy who could generate yeah, that's an opportunity cost yeah exactly if you can generate a hundred dollars an hour doing pdr or two hundred dollars an hour or five hundred dollars an hour whatever the number is why would you ever waste your time shooting videos? It doesn't make any economic sense. But what's so mm -hmm. funny is that we haven't got the enrollment numbers. We got a lot of initial interest, right? But then when it came time to ponying up, not nearly as many people jumped on board as as uh, said they were interested, right? Oh so yeah, that's very, that's, that's common. I would encourage you guys to you know to to weigh that cost on where you spend your time. I know for me at this point in my career, I'm like I, I value my time more than anything because it's going away and you never get it back right, right. And i don't want to spend a minute doing anything that's that takes away from the things that i want to do or you're never going to be able to create the quality that that these guys are creating in these videos as well it's not at that price yeah, you yeah. Certainly yeah right right, right. It's true 100 so what about yeah go ahead corey i know you're not sure what to say do it go all right, so uh, Tim, you you seem like you've got another venture going as far as being outside the automotive industry. Can you give us a little insight on what that is? No. Why? He's, he's very reluctant tonight. Doesn't no, want to talk about uh, PDR Video Club. Doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So we, I, you know, I had a, a good buddy of mine, uh, one of my closest buddies. It's my next door neighbor as well. Um, we. Uh, we started a new venture in the health and wellness space. Um, and basically what I was able to do is just, you know, take money that I was making from PDR and invest in a, a franchise opportunity and a different business. Um, and it's just, it's great for a diversification, right? So I have, a, I have a reason why I asked that question is because you bought into a franchise, right? Mm -hmm. So has owning this franchise helped you with others, maybe instances in your dent business, um, to like grow that 
just because they're on a larger scale. We talk about mom and pop people that own businesses. If you should be able to treat your company like a Fortune 500 company, right? So has have you gotten any type of knowledge from that owning a franchise business? I think I think the biggest takeaway from it, like when thinking about Dem Shop and when we're thinking about scaling, um, is you know recognizing when you go to scale, right? You let's say you're the franchisor, right? Like if we were the the guys who own Dem Shop and we start um, providing other guys with opportunities at locations to work under the brand name, is that um, like we are really working for all of the franchisees at that point. Like corporate is working for us to help us be more successful, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's the biggest takeaway and there's a lot of questions and logistics and like little tiny idiosyncrasies that, that like certain stores wanna do things different and start thinking a little more globally, like, okay, how do we position ourselves to make sure that we maintain the brand standard, that there's not too much deviation, that we don't get caught up in doing a hundred different processes for a hundred different locations right so it's it, you have to think globally and, and certainly there's going to be you know people on the downline that get frustrated by certain decisions but that's because they don't understand the logistics of what happens at the top right like right. oh we just want to make this one little tweak it shouldn't be a big deal but yeah like if all 100 locations want their own little tweak now we got a hundred different processes right, right? And at the end of the day, it's like it can't deviate from how the brand, the, the original brand identity, right? And it has to be able to be manageable. If we have a hundred different processes, it becomes logistically almost impossible to manage, right? Yeah. You but, can't get consistency with that. No. Right. And, and I think, and honestly, that's probably why we've been able to maintain such a high reputation at Denshop, especially because we're not the cheapest, right? We're not the cheapest. Um, and uh, we uh, we make things pretty convenient because we have a loaner car and you can stop at any time. You don't need an appointment. Um, but I think coming in and people, when they walk through the whole process, right? Um, they understand why the reviews are the way they are. Um, and they go, even if we're too expensive and they're not a buyer for us today, they're like, these guys are the premium brand. Right. Right. And what's great about that is a lot of times they walk out and they're like, hey, I'm not a customer today, but what I we want to is that they are in the future. Yeah. Right. If it's not a good fit. Right. And and, you know, we know that we're pushing the envelope because we're, we're marketing in the body shop space as a body shop alternative, which means, yes, we get big and gnarly damage that comes through the door. And sometimes there's paint damage. And we may write an estimate for five, six thousand dollars that the, our only solution is touch up and a customer can go get it painted for four grand right mm -hmm. and so and so some customers see the value and pay it for the touch up a lot of most customers i would say would rather have it painted and looking like new for that kind of money right which artificially makes our landing rate lower than mm -hmm. it should be but we're diving into new territory because some pdr company has to figure out how to master this thing so that paintless dent repair can become the standard and the first thing that you think of when you have damage and nobody's invested that time to do it yet and we're spending a lot of money and we're going through all the pains of trying to figure that out you know um and we're still learning um but we're headed in the right direction so right sweet it's good review oh, yeah, sorry it's a long-winded you put in the chat <laughs> and you got and thomas too Tom, i mean and hire great people too. Just Thomas Fox. Oh, yeah. It's amazing.
Yeah, we use a couple different sets of personality tests that we use for our hiring, um, as well as just our intuition. Like Paul's really great at interviews and thinking the thoughtful questions um, mm -hmm. and making sure they're the right fit. And honestly, that, that got us into some hot water because Thomas was such a good painter and, and he painted for Caliber, but he was so good that not only did Caliber send him cars from other shops and use him to train other painters, but the insurance company would bring him cars that had got painted in other shops when they couldn't get it to match right. And he'd go and shoot, you know, three-stage paint and four-stage paint and, and nail it the first time. I mean, he's he was phenomenal. And on top of that, he was their dent guy. Yeah, he was doing some dent stuff on the side. and <laughs> So and, he, was, he was putting in the work. No doubt yeah. about it. Yep. Yeah. Did he play? Did he place in? Did he place in the junior? Was he? Second yeah, he was. Place? He was second. Yeah, he second. He yeah. Second. yeah. But the uh, the funny part about all that was like he was such a rock star paint guy, and he knew it. I think when the first time that he uh, he came in the shop, time or two, I was like, man, that guy's that dude's kind of cocky. Like, I'm not I'm not interested in working with him, right? And he was shocked when I told him that. I was like, you know, the first time you came in, and uh, he was like, really? And I was like, oh, yeah, he was, you know, he was an expert in his craft, right? And honestly, I love the guy to death. And every one of our customers love him to death, too. I mean, yeah. he's so dynamic in his personality. And he is on a serial mission to become, like, the best dink guy that he possibly can, right? I think, and honestly, I think we'll get there. he has been a phenomenal yeah. addition to the team, right? Like, we couldn't be happier to have him with us. And he's got his yeah. own goals of opening up his own PDR shop uh, someday, too, right? And we love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Um, yeah. yeah. So if I, if I scan that, you put the review in the chat, we don't need to read the whole thing, but basically I'll, I'll scan it. I found this place for five-star reviews. Super important. If you're not, if you're not doing that, the moment I arrived, obviously this place is legit. So the presentation that you had from the branding, the office, the shop, I've never seen your place personally, but I can picture what it looks like. Right. Just based off of this, uh, went to some, went to Calibre Collision and the experience was bad. And the most important thing was how responsive they were with their emails and fault. So five-star reviews, you look the part and you communicate. That's, those are like the three things that if I coached anybody on any of that stuff are like the biggest three things. And it's not, the, and again, the bar is so low. It's not that hard, it's not that hard to accomplish those things. And then you, you get it and you got to do good. You got to do good work. There's nothing perfect. It's got to be good. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, it's not that hard. Like yeah. for, for Paul, for Paul and I, it's easy, actually. And but um, but yeah, but the but the difference is, you know, like how do we create the big opportunities to increase revenue, right? And it takes a lot of little doing a lot of little items right, especially to convey the confidence for somebody to go ahead and, and jump on board with you for a repair when it's like three thousand, four thousand, mm -hmm. seven thousand, fifteen thousand dollars, you know, because we got hail claims that are hitting twenty grand. Right now, we don't get a lot of hail in Northern Virginia, but in Rapid City, we do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's just learn how to play the game at, at that level. Right. So yeah. and, and you can learn it yourself. Do. Yeah, you can learn it yourself over five or 10 years and do that stuff. You can learn how to create and edit videos. You can learn how to be a social media pro or you could get really good at dents and making money and then hire other people to do those things. I mean, that's 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 what business is about. If you want to grow at a somewhat rapid pace you take the dollars that you make and give them to other people to help you with that stuff pdr video club being one of those examples if you want to get personally better or your team um paul and tim have options for you know teach like the stuff we had on this but more personalized for your business right the the 
price guide coaching and I guess really business coaching in general, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything, really. I mean, if somebody comes to our shop, they get behind the curtain, they get to see how we operate in person and and everything from the customer interaction from the time they walk into the door to the time we close the ticket out. And then, you know, how we how we interact with insurance companies and all that stuff. So um, and we do a lot of non-hailing insurance claims. So uh, there's a lot to take in. I mean, honestly, the people who have come for in person, it's intense, right? We're, We're eight hours a day. We're, we're literally in the back shop. We're talking to customers. We're talking face to face. We might be listening to phone calls with insurance companies or, or customers or whatever. So it's really intense. But um, the point is we have limited time with somebody when they're on site and we need to dump our brains into theirs as much as possible. They can take it back and actually, you know, execute it when they get back to their own shop. And that doesn't, it's not going to look exactly like our operation does, but it's going to look like the best form of what they've learned applied There's- to their operation, you know? So those are options. I mean, honestly, the best way for people to get a hold of us for that stuff is just to go to Dent Shop's website, you know, dentshop.com. You can uh, find Tim and I on there and, and, and message the company. It'll come through to us. Uh, and then for PDR Video Club stuff, just go to pdrvideoclub.com and uh, subscribe. Uh, there are some sample videos on the main you know, page there. Uh, all of the content is written by Tim and I specifically. We're not using AI. Uh, we are personally writing all this stuff. And then Joel, who's our partner in this, he's producing the actual creative so that he's lining up the visuals to match up with the copy that we write. And um, so far, it's been a winning team. We really appreciate what he's doing. And we love, he's very dynamic. Too. He's great. He has voiceover artists and uh, he's the team that does all the all the uh, actual artwork. Um, so it's been really good. We, we're pretty happy about it. We're stoked about it. Well, you know, and just to add, like, you know, we don't particularly love you know, doing coaching, at least I I know I don't, I like Paul might think differently, um, but we do it because there's a need, right? And we do want the industry to get better and it's not cheap, right? I'll I'll tell you that now, but we have guys that sell one job and more than pay for the cost of it. Like, like uh, up in, up in Idaho, right? Like those guys, they had, I, I think when I first came to them, they never sold a dent over 300 bucks. Right, <laughs> they were slow to get on board, and it was crazy. True, that's right? literal. Because yeah, because I was. I think I know who you're talking. I think I know who you're talking about. So I was so. up there, and they they would bring a ding like two and a half inches big, and it was yeah. three hundred bucks. And then they brought me a crease the length of a door, <laughs> three hundred bucks. And I'm like, guys, this makes no sense. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the first time I was up there and doing training, you know, we tried to transition them to the price guide. I left out of there, right, because we had started selling stuff while I was there for way more money. Right. And then I left and they didn't they didn't embrace it. They were too scared to. And when I came back, I was like, guys, what are you doing? Right. And finally, I was like, you have to buy in 100 percent or it's not going to work. And they did. And they were originally scared about increasing their their prices. But then they did. And then within within the the, the a few months, they sold a door for five thousand dollars. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, oh, okay. and, the tech that fixed it was was a guy that was really determined, but he had only been pushing dents for like a year or two. And he fixed a five thousand dollar door, <laughs> yeah. right? For guys awesome. that have been doing dents for, for 20, 25 years that have never fixed a five thousand dollar job in their life, much less yeah. one five thousand dollar week, maybe. And it was yeah. a it was a it was a newer uh it was like a newer pickup truck. I can't remember which manufacturer, and the owner just got it. He's like, listen. It's a brand new, it's my brand new truck, right? I'm sure he probably paid 70, 80 grand for it. And he's like, I don't want to paint it. Fix it. Yeah, done. Mm-hmm. Was that? Yeah. And you're not making more money because you're not asking, right? The problem right. is you don't know how to attract that customer and you don't know how to ask how. But we have solutions for all that. 
Awesome. Amen to that. It's amazing oh, how fast an hour can go by. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate the time. It was fun coming on with you and no, chat. fun, man. Yeah, I love I love to chat with you guys. Chat with you like maybe once a year at MTE, so it's fun to get another one in there. Paul and yeah, I need I to come out there and do like a, a West Coast tour and start hitting all the guys we talk to all the time and call here and there because you know we're I'm a, I'm chatting with Doug fairly regularly up there in Seattle yeah. and then yeah. Daniel Grom and Mike and then mm-hmm. and then you Corey and so it's like yeah. man we should just like go up there and run the coast and visit everybody the West Coast come tour on, man. Well, y'all y'all stop and pick me up on the way yeah. <laughs> Bro, it is California's, too hot and muggy down there. You were scared to come work out here, boy. As long as you, as long as you, uh, as long as you got some, good, bring some good food with you, we'll be all right. No, no problem. No, thank you guys so much. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate the time. I hope you get like maybe tw- ten signups for the PR Radio Club. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like <laughs> Sign up. It's worth it. You'll like it. Yeah. Check it out. All right, yeah, guys. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right. Until, until next time, guys. Thanks, yep. guys. Later. All right. Take it easy. Bye. We'll see you.